Legend in the making, never thought about how long the dream would take when uh, Your confidence is breaking, and you're fighting not to give in to temptation uh, Champion will be easy, even a silver spoon needs food to feed a fool full of privilege Money will be talent, talent be divine heritage, that's your leverage Hustle every day where you know they see top, bank let still no drop I'm the brother, yes, Welcome back. This is In The Mix with Mariah. I'm your girl. Sorry for the wait. You guys know how it is. Um, but we back, baby. We back, back, back. And today, I'm very excited to have this guest on, someone I consider family. Um, he's a, YouTube ext- a YouTuber extraordinaire, influencer, um, it girl, gym girly right now. You know, she's a lot of... <laughs> Uh, everybody clap for Nubuke! <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. Like, I love the fact that you said I'm a gym girly. I thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm really trying. I'm really We're trying. trying. We're all trying. You know, summer is coming, so we have to be outside. Um, Nubuki, so the reason why I really wanted you on the podcast was because, um, well, this is a music-based podcast, based podcast, and though you are not necessarily, I wouldn't say your focus is music, but you have a lot of experience in that field. You are somebody who has actually produced music. You are an actor. Like, the resume is long. I can list so many things that you've done. Um, one thing I really want to start with is take back the mic, because that's where you really de- de- delved into sound and making music and producing your own music um so let's start there talk to me a little bit about about what it's like to make music yeah um so take back the mic was a singing competition that um was organized it was called take back the mic africa so basically mm-hmm. what had happened was there was this great team of people um derek ashong and his wife lucia broly who decided, you know, they wanted to platform a lot of Af- African musicians. So there was a competition mm-hmm. around Africa. It was online and it was about submitting your music and putting your music on a platform. And then people could vote for you from the different countries. And if you made it to the top, then you got to compete with people like on a on like an African-based level. So anyway, mm-hmm. I made it to the semi-finalist. I think I came in second for Ghana. Fun time. But I remember this being such a fun experience because... Mm-hmm. The year before, no, no, a couple of years before, I did a singing competition in Mauritius when I lived there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so obviously when I it was COVID, they did this Take Back the Mic Africa thing. It was so fun because I was like, okay, I get to get back into my music bag. And like, I could make original songs. And mm-hmm. I just, I love creating. That is part of the reason I do a lot of YouTube. I just, I love coming up with ideas and I love being in spaces where, I just have to think of adventures. And for me, music was another adventure to go on. So I would listen to a beat and I'd come up with a song or I'd come up with a melody or I'd come up with these horrible lyrics, but sometimes the lyrics were good. And um, I just wanted to try. Yeah. And, yeah I, I shot my shot, my music shots. We got to number two. Um, I was so close, so close. Um, so even though like, again, again, your resume is super long and you've done I think you know really your bag is theater and yeah 
the arts in general. You're singing, you're dancing, you're entertaining. I think you're yeah. a generalist really in the field. But this is a music podcast and the focus of the podcast is African music and the African sound. Mm -hmm. And so I thought you'd be a great person to talk to because you have been, you have tasted the industry and you have tasted what it takes mm -hmm. to produce and to go through the difficulty of what making music can be. Um, so I guess let's just start with something simple. Who's, who are some of your favorite Afrobeats and African music artists at the moment? Oh my gosh, I'm such an... A mobster is what we are called. And that's Ira Star's little, mm -hmm. little crew. I mm -hmm. love it so much. I just, I saw I just Grammy nominated, very, very, very big. She's so talented. I, I love her music. And mm -hmm. it's just got a such positive vibe. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like Ira all day, every day. And then I'm a little basics. I like the mainstream songs. So like anything that's like on the top like 10 of the list, like I am there the most popular songs like I am listening to it um, but it's also because like it gets to the top because it's cool you know yeah. so like, one of my favorite songs at the moment is Cast by Shali Poppy he's good he's really good um, yeah, Shali Poppy and Odimodu they are both gone right now they yeah. are they are yeah. and one of my favorite songs when it came out as well was Charm by mm -hmm. Reva and like D&D &D. Yeah, like the, the chances that everybody else likes the song and I like it I like, I, I am that girl. Like, I don't have any special taste. Like, I like what everybody likes. Okay. I mean, now I'm going to call you out. This is one thing that I, uh, in the last episode, people really, well, one person complained and I really thought about that. You haven't mentioned any Ghanaian artist, and why is that? I see, you see, that's a problem. I literally just said I'm, I'm as basic as everybody else as well. And it's because there's not that many Ghanaian artists at the top. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when they get to the top is when, like, they're front and center of my mind. Not to say that they're not front and center of my mind. So like, I listen to Kidi, King Promise, and um, who else do I listen to from Ghana that I really like? Why are those, that's, see, I'm blanking. See, I'm blanking. <laughs> I mean, obviously there's, there's Amari, my girl over here. But Amari, like, she's very niche as well. You know, so like, again, like, I know the popular songs. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then I listen to Asi, um, she's like she does like more R and B ish type mm. music, and and she's getting so. Oh, there we go. And listen to Asi. I so I mean I I and I don't really blame you for that. I think that's the difficulty with Afrobeat mm -hmm. in general, and and this is part of the reason why we started this podcast because it's so hard to sort of pin down. I will say like Ghanaian artists in general, a lot of them are niche. Like I don't know how much we're really making Afrobeats in terms of yeah. sort of the way that most people think about it. Um, you know, I think Afrobeats can really is uh, the way we the way we think about it in general is it's very Nigerian. But Ghanaian music is very dynamic, very niche. We're doing a lot of different things. I think we experiment a lot more personally. That's my personal opinion. Um, and just the reason why we are where we are today in Afrobeats, I think you know, there's a long history. We, yeah. we, can, we can go all the way back to Felakuti yeah. and say that okay, that's where the word came from. Yeah. Afrobeats. Um, and then, you know, there's high life and hip life, and that's kind of blended with some Nigerian, Nigerian local music, some Fuji music, mm -hmm. um, Zanku music, all these things sort of boiled down. And, you know, at the basis of that is hip hop. All these things sort of boiled down to create what we know is Afrobeats today. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, it's so hard to sort of narrow it down that I think that there's a particular point in time that we, I think, you know, every, every 10, five to 10 years, Afrobeats is changing a lot. Even, even mm -hmm. the Afrobeats of today is even very different from the Afrobeats of 2017, for example. Mm -hmm. 
so how do we how do we like tie that down how do we anchor it in something and say this is where we started and this is how it's it's done and i will say again personal opinion but i think a lot of people agree with me i think the current afrobeats wave started mm -hmm. with jewels oh, oh absolutely what jewels baby <laughs> fun fact did you know the jewels baby that's amari she's the one who says that <gasps> no i didn't know that oh, I, I do my research i do my research yeah that's so cool. You see, Gabias are so cool. We're very um, cool. We're the coolest. <laughs> but like what you said about like music changing, because if you ask me 10 years ago, I'm telling you there would have been a lot of Ghanaian artists that were on the top of my list. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when Castro again, no, featuring big. That was my job. Booby yeah. Jet is one of the what was one of the players of the Black Stars football team. And play music, and that was fun, and that was like what I was listening to at the moment. So I just want to even kind of defend myself a little bit. <laughs> I am like so obsessed with all of these Nigerian artists because now they've risen to the top. So I'll say like there's now like six people at the top, and maybe like somebody who's Ghanaian, like a Ghanaian Afrobeat artist, is like mm -hmm. now seven, eight. So by default, like my top you know six are from nigeria but like 10 years ago my top you know my top five that's like, true yeah but yes absolutely like i think that jules has pioneered a lot of afrobeats maybe from his brain is amazing like mm -hmm. i mean i think the music that he's been able to produce um from working with whiskey working with mr easy like all of these like it's so I love that Amore did that. Like, you know, and how she herself is like an artist herself. Like, music has been, you know, in the space. Like, even Ria Boss, like, um, I remember before her music now, when she was singing with somebody called Papa Vess. Yes. And when I was in like middle school, like, I was listening to their songs. And I was like, this. Oh, but that's like, dear Grace. I know I never seen your face, that guy. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was back in the day, yeah, very good as well. And I also didn't like, and I didn't realize that it was Ria Boss that was on the song, mm -hmm. one of his, one of his songs in that. And it was like, oh my god! And like she sings now, you know. And yeah, I just, I yeah, I think Afrobeats has changed so much, and yeah. um, I think that what we're gonna see more now is again more niche music. So you have the Anna Anna Rose. Yeah. yeah you have Annabelle Rose you yeah. have Bria Boss you have Asi and that's like a very niche music and it's yeah. like and, and it has a very different style then you mm -hmm. have you have King Promise you have Kwame yeah I I don't know I don't know what direction we're going in but the future is, is very very bright and and like I said it's very dynamic we're constantly changing it's it's honestly very hard to keep up you know I, I you know like you have to sort of try and and, and as a, a music lover I think it's very important for me to sort of yeah. I, I do like homework you know I I'm like okay who's who's new who's out here in these streets that I need to hear about like who do I need to interview for example who do I need to get on this podcast who do I need to platform but I think it's yeah. important for us to own our narrative yeah. and to speak from the continent and for the continent and say, okay, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing this, this is where this is where what is what inspires us and where the sound is coming from. Um so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Ria Boss. Um mm -hmm. I'm thinking one thing that her and Jules have in common is that they grew up or they lived in outside of Ghana, for mm -hmm. example. Um, Jules is, is British Ghanaian. Mm -hmm. Ria Boss, I believe, started her career in the US mm -hmm. Ghana to continue mm -hmm. 
how much do you think that is playing a role into things? Because, you know, Jules himself will say that he's, you know, a big dancehall reggae hip hop mm-hmm. fan. Um, but he's also, when he moved to Ghana, then he realized that, oh, wow, there's all these amazing sounds in high life. He loves Koji yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's sort of been able to, he was able to mix that into what, into, you know, that first, those, those key sounds that he started with. Yeah. How do you think, well, I mean, you're a music maker as well. Did that, did that influence you? You being living abroad for a little while and then coming home and then interacting with other Africans. How did that influence Ooh. your music making? This is very interesting. I mean, I grew up in Ghana. So I would say that a majority of like my influence or like what I do has always been very much like Ghana. Yeah. That being said, I grew up in Ghana and I was in front of my TV all the time watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and Trace, you know. So I don't know if it's more so the fact that I have traveled abroad or like even now the fact that I live abroad-ish than it would be the fact that like on TV, like I have access to like more things now. Like, I think that somebody in the village can have the same internet access that somebody has around the world and still be able to, like, make, like, some of the most revolutionary music. Or, like, sometimes talented we come from within, so you're not even listening. You're not even listening to other people. Sometimes you're just doing the beats of your own. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just, I think, I think what I would call it is being exposed to Mm -hmm. different forms of art. And how other people tell different stories that has impacted how I make music, how I listen to music. And I would say, like, yeah, sounds like Riamos and Jules are on the same level of like when they were exposed, you know, as artists themselves, they just absorbed everything that they were exposed to. Yeah. I will I feel I feel like people that don't grow up in Africa don't realize how much how much content we receive from outside of the continent like so much and throughout i mean everything that happens here happens abroad is happening in africa at the same time because it's like we're seeing you know the influence and so we're like oh i like this how do i make this Ghanaian? how do i make this nigerian how do i make this yeah i was gonna say my american accent was developed in ghana from hannah montana easy (laughs) so it's I, i think a lot of people don't recognize that you know, it, it, it's that influence. There's no way to sort of close the door because it's always back and forth. Yeah. Even, yeah. even you know, we can go all the way back to, I mean, slavery, colonialism. <laughs> like even back then, we were receiving a lot of yeah. information, of things. Yeah. So we've yeah. always sort of blended things with with yeah. what we know, with yeah. what we're doing. Um, and that influenced our music a lot. And that's exactly why we're here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's zoom in on on Jules a little bit. Do you have a favorite Jules song, a favorite Jules song or album or project or feature? Oh my god, do I? <laughs> this is so bad because now I'm blanking. Now I'm just like I don't do baby, so I know whatever song. <laughs> I'm trying to like play something in my head. No, please give me give me give me. So Jules has like I mean his bag is deep, right? He has yeah. so the first song that I ever heard from Jules, and I think. Well, I don't think this was his first. I think this was his second ever song was Banku Lies. Oh, in, at the time, you're a little younger than me. But, so I was in, I don't know if, I don't know if you were out at jams, dancing to the, but the way Banku Lies used to hit in, in the secondary school jams was, that was like the first time that I think I had ever heard anything like that. Because Jules does this amazing thing where it's like, yes, there's a, that's a, that's a dance hall, reggae, R&B, 
mm-hmm. sort of vibe to it, but he bases it off of traditional, like, local instruments. So he's yeah. using traditional local drums, like uh, Pongo beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, so it's, the, it's that familiarity that mm-hmm. I think creates that makes the music great, you know. Um, he then went on to do Skin Tights with Ifia. That was, and, and Mr. Easy, Monster Hits. And I think that song in particular changed. That's where the game entirely changed. Because right after Skin Tights, then there was Mad For You by Runtown. And that's when sort of Nigerians started becoming very interested in, in Ghanaian things, Ghanaian women, Ghanaian language. <laughs> you know, I, I, you remember like there, there were years where it's like, you know, there's this Nigerian person speaking full on three sentences. Like, what's, oh, what's going on? Speaking people in Yoruba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and so that's why I say that like, again, the current wave of Afrobeats, it, it is yeah. very much Nigeria, Ghana talking back and forth with each other. Like, I do think how so. we, we communicate. Yeah. Right? I think skin tights. There's there's a song called um something about love Ghanaian ladies and I'm like, whoa <laughs> I mean Ghanaian women make the world go around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's something, something. And Jules is amazing. He's he's great, he's great, he's great, he's great. And he's so nice as well. Yeah, yes, you met him, yes. Yeah, he's he's so nice. He's so nice. Like you will be in public and you won't know that this is like literally like sucking <laughs> like you'll be standing next to you and you're like okay cool like you wouldn't know that you're standing next to a legend honestly He's did you have an opportunity to talk to him about music a little bit no i didn't talk to him about music i said hi <laughs> i know your friend and <laughs> was part of, you know that's how you do it in ghana you know you see somebody you're like oh by the way like i know i know your mom <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> So that's what I did. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So if you're watching this, Jules, you're amazing. Um, and I didn't get to talk to you about your music, but I think you're cool. But I was, I was gonna say that I also think it's very interesting that Afrobeats is now is like now cool to the West. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's something that I love Africans, especially this generation. We're like, hey, so now you like our music? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people that like moved to to England, they moved to America at like such a young age. It's like now being African is cool. And yeah. it's just very interesting to watch because I've always loved Afrobeat. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this is the song that, like, I was dancing to when I was a kid. Like, um, kitty big deal, kitty big deal, shabby, shabby. Yeah. yeah. All of these were dance, you know? Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden, you guys, so now you like it. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I, I, well, yeah, like you said, now you like it. And in the beginning, you said one thing you said that, you know, Afrobeats, you know, is a lot of positive vibes, like Arya Star in particular, you know, just good energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that maybe Western music is sort of missing. That sort of good energy, just like good times, we're enjoying ourselves, everything is good, life is good. Yeah. Yeah. We're outside, we're dancing, we're in love. And I think that's what Afrobeats really celebrates. And that's one thing that's, I mean, things are hard. Life, I mean, look around you, you know, the yeah. world is difficult right now. So I think, I think it's timely. There's like, just such good vibes. Such good vibes. Like you always feel good. And even, even when the songs aren't necessarily about good things, they make you feel good. So mm-hmm. for example, Black Sheriff, I think is, is always talking about, you know, the struggles that he had in his past and how, you know, hard he's worked to get here. Mm-hmm. Omale is always talking about he's depressed and stuff like that. But even then, it's like, even, even those songs we're still dancing to, we're still oh, like, God. you know, because even in our sadness, even at difficult times, we celebrate, you know, because what, what can you do? You know, you're, you're here, you're alive, you might as well make it. That's, that's the message of African music in general. And 
it's 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 going crazy. So it's I think it's a combination of first of all, you know, yeah, African being African is cool now. Everyone is looking for ways to feel good and good vibes. Um, TikTok as well, TikTok as well. People being proud to be African, that good vibe. Yeah, It's been a perfect mixture for Afrobeats right now. Yeah, and this, like, the timing is one hundred percent perfect. Like this is our time, and our time is now, and we have to take sort of take that by the by the gears, right? Yeah. Again, and this is why I said this this podcast was important to come into this time. I think obviously yeah. we've been like African music has always been popular. Like there's again Fela Kuti, Brenda Fassi, Anthony Kijo. Like there have always been legends that have you know made it internationally or Sibisa. Mm-hmm. But the scale to which we're seeing it now, I think, is unprecedented. And so we really have to take that and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to play a game with you. Just a little game. Um, and I'm, it's called it's, it's This or That. You know, a typical game. I'm going to give you two options and you pick between the two and tell me why you prefer the two. So okay. I'll do something, you know, related to you f- to make it easy. Okay. Let's say Instagram versus TikTok. What do you prefer and why? TikTok. Okay, why? Because TikTok um, gives you more of a chance to be so silly <laughs> without, yeah, without repercussions. I think my Instagram and my TikTok audience are just very different. Like, I think my TikTok audience are just there to see me, like, picking my nose. And my Instagram is like, can you at least brush your hair or something like that? Okay. Um, and so because you're a theater girl, mm-hmm. I'm going to do Broadway shows. So oh, no. Actually, this is where you're gonna see how bad my Broadway knowledge is. How okay, no, but this, these are the big stuff. Because because even me, I wouldn't say I have great Broadway knowledge. I don't. The questions are not that deep. Let's say Lion King, the the, the show, yeah, or Hamilton. No, you see, that's not fair. That's Why not, not fair. Because my school did Lion King the Broadway. My high school did it. So I have a special attachment to Lion King the Broadway. So how but how the songs slap? But I just, I'm sorry. I'm a Lion King. <laughs> I mean, like, they're both, they're both great shows, right? Like, you can't, you can't, it's, it's a tough choice. I'll give you that. Again, in the Broadway world, let's say Lin-Manuel Miranda or Leslie Odom Jr. Lin-Manuel, because he wrote but Moana. Fair enough. That's a genius right there. <laughs> um, staying within... Broadway, just one more. Uh, Cynthia Erivo or Cynthia. I I shouldn't say anybody else. (laughs) I was going to say Renee Elise Goldsberry was my was the other option, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Now let's get into more music. So we talked about about this this a little bit. King Promise or Kitty? Kitty. Okay. Why? Because I think Kitty writes more love songs. Because I have I have a special beef with King Promise that he doesn't know about. <laughs> that was so good. It's like in a love again, need to come up. Yeah. yeah. And it was such a good song. Everything made sense up until the part where he's like, "Baby girl, turn that thing. Let me slap that thing for me," or something like that. He's talking about <laughs> girls, Bob. And I'm just like. I mean, <laughs> some people like that. Such a good love song. You didn't have to add the fact that, like, all of like it. It was so. <laughs> lyrics. I'm so sorry. This is such a bad. I feel like Kitty has lyrics like that too, though. I feel like Kitty sticks on theme. He sticks on theme. <laughs> <laughs> hooking up with a girl. It's from A to Z. Is hooking up with a girl. I was with King Promise for his heartbreak. 
and he just throws in the light of like 10 around us and he smacked that thing for you. <laughs> I mean, you're very strict because I feel like Af- African artists rarely ever stick to theme, to be honest. Well, this one was a good song to like. <laughs> so, Kitty, okay, I promise I can fight you for that, honestly. Okay, um, Black Sheriff or okay. Black Sheriff. Oh, let me, you know what to let me land. <laughs> I was gonna say Chrissy Arthur, but like Black Sheriff. Black Sheriff. Okay. Fair enough. Why? Tell me why. He's so cool. So I haven't met Chrissy Arthur in person. Yes, yeah, you met um, Black Sheriff. Talk I'm, a little bit about that. He seems like such a sweet person. I'm actually, I love him. Lovely. He's so lovely. Yeah. I mean, it was just like how I ended up meeting him that was just so iconic. And um, it was because he followed me on Instagram. Okay. I think I saw it by mistake because I, I I don't know how I saw it, but I'm like I don't understand what's going on. Like why would like this is the most random thing like in the world. But that's why I, I mean okay. Why are you surprised? Because you will go to a random village and then someone will say, "Oh, I've seen you on YouTube." Like yeah, girl, you're big. So right, you are. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was so random because by that time the only song i knew was like who never has it here and i'm just like okay but this is anyway so he follows me and i'm just like this is crazy mm-hmm. so it's like i sat with it for like i followed him back because i see i wasn't even following him so mm-hmm. i sat with it for like four days and i'm just like i actually cannot do this i need to find out what this guy follows me because this is the most random thing in the world like it's just random i'm just like so i'm messaging i'm just like okay so why did you follow me i said it nicer um, <laughs> and i'm like please say it's because i'm funny it'll boost my ego because mm-hmm. i also thought how can you just message somebody and say why did you follow me why do you want that essay that's a little bit cocky isn't it right like because i'm funny and he said it's because you're funny and i was like yes <laughs> um, and so yeah and then and then you know um and then i saw him when he performed for wireless in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was really nice like um, how he held the stage presence and so when I had the opportunity to kind of pick through artists for Afro Future they, um, YouTube was like who do you want to interview and they gave me options and I'm like Black Sherry um, and they were like yeah let's make it happen and wow, then to interview him then he was he was he was amazing so he's smart but like, it was a short video is there something you were holding back from us was there something that might be more in the future? I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Black Sheriff is an amazing artist. And I mean, I, I think his trajectory is, is really amazing. And this is what the value of artist development really is. And I think that's something you can speak to because in doing Take Back the Mic, they really trained you. They showed you how to use the equipment. They showed you how to, you know, and, and you've been in theater school. So you, again, you already have the voice training. You know what to do. You have, I, I believe you have a voice coach and, and, and all these things. Right? <laughs> I need to call him. <laughs> and I think that's one thing that's difficult for the African music industry. It's, it's. I mean, it's all about music. Is all about investment. In fact, art in general, in order to make good art, it just needs good investments. Mm-hmm. Um, people are talented and they have ideas. They just need that support to be able to put their stuff yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and think- it's difficult to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I definitely credit a lot of my space to be a good creative and an artist to like even where I went to high school like in everything that we do there's music and you know we're always even if it's just drumming on a table there's always some sort of rhythm I think about even the fishermen of you know in, in Ghanland and in, in around the beach when, yeah. when, they're, when they're pulling the fish there's always a song yeah. you know what I mean it it's very um we're very musically inclined yeah. and there's a great uh, Netflix documentary 
I think it's more focused on Nigerian music's Afrobeats documentary. It's good, but I think if we focus more on Nigeria, but they do talk about the Panago beats from Ghana, mm. which is a Ghana, Ghana rhythm with our, with our they, local. They, they made us do it in, in school. So right. like, I was in middle school, they made us do Panago, Panago, Exactly. Um, and that is, it's, I feel like that's the basis and they talk about this as the basis of a lot of beats that we do in our music and even in, in Western music and hip hop, that sort of, that, I didn't really, I can't, <laughs> that's for the mic, but that rhythm is, is it started back home. Mm-hmm. And that has permeated throughout everything. And we just, well, there's, there's always a song. I think there's always a song in a Ghanaian's mind. That's yeah. just how we communicate. Yeah. And that's why music is, is such a powerful thing because that's how you know the world is connected. And again, look at how Afri- like African music is, is making people. Yeah. I don't know all these Nigerian songs. I have no idea what they're saying in it. I'm just I'm singing along. I'm speaking Yoruba like I like I know it. You know what I mean? Same way with French music, Francophone music. With it can be German. You know? I will sing it. Um, I'm allergic to sokus. Or no, what does that mean? No idea. Some guy said sokuso is jealousy. Now I don't know what language. I think it's Yoruba. I think. Right. You know, we can only guess. <laughs> we have to ask your Nigerian friends if that's what you know. I have to ask my Nigerian friends, but yeah. also even think of it from the perspective of like, look at all the tree songs or like the ga songs. That like, I know what it. it's like. Yeah. I don't even understand ga. Yeah. What I mean, but I know some words. <laughs> you feel, like you feel you feel the spirit. Like it just you just know that this is a good vibe and I'm enjoying it. Evil can like be singing straight in Yoruba and it's just like, but I'm not even Yoruba. Like I'm evil. You know, you yeah. could be you read from anywhere and, and music gives you access to yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you honestly for this conversation. Really, really amazing. Um I appreciate your support in co-hosting this episode. We talked a little bit about Afrobeats, about jewels, about pushing the language barrier, um, some of your favorite artists, and hopefully some of those people that we talked about, I will have on the podcast so that you can talk about, again, what the industry is like and how they're, they're pushing their name and their talents. Um, you're, you're the professional at this, so I, I want you to close out the episode. You know, the whole like, share, subscribe, do it for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching. We love to platform African artists. We love to oh, platform yeah. Black artists. We love to platform artists in the world. So make sure that you're liking, subscribing. Make sure that you're following Mariah for anything that she has, because I know that it just gets better from here. Absolutely. <laughs> The Instagram, TikTok, Twitter page is in the mix, Poddy, P-O-D-D-Y. Follow, like, share, subscribe to our YouTube. Come on in, yellow one. Legend in the making. Never thought about how long the dream would take when, uh, Your confidence is breaking and you're fighting not to give in to temptation, uh, Champion will be easy. Even a silver spoon needs food to feed.